We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Jack Manuel here for the Brooklyn Buzz. And what a game to return for because I don't know how to feel. I know that I can feel many emotions at once as, as a Nets fan recording this podcast for however many years it is now. I can feel happy about the Brooklyn Nets win over the Miami Heat, 102-101. Thank you, Royce O'Neal, Kyrie Irving, and the rest of the squad for getting that W. But at the same time, our thoughts... Uh, predominantly with Kevin Durant. You know, he initially actually injured that knee before the Jimmy Butler collision. Early in the first, I think I took the note. Let me try and take a find for it in my notes here, guys. Yeah, sorry, it was in the third quarter. He looked to hurt his knee on a drive and fell on Larry, but he looked to be okay. That was at around 73-67. And then later in the game, just a couple of plays later, Jimmy Butler drives... Ben blocks the Jimmy Butler shot, but Jimmy falls onto Kevin Durant, and it was the knee. Katie stayed out there for a minute or so, but it, it just wasn't working, and it was towards the end of that third quarter. I, he ha- closed out on Tyler Hero, and after that closeout on the Tyler Hero 3, you could see him pulling up a little bit gimp. Now, some people are saying well, the fact that he was able to close out is a good sign, but you know, guys get adrenaline when they're playing the game. Hopefully, it is nothing serious. We're praying for that medical report more than maybe any other Nets fans. We are cursed. <laughs> we are genuinely, genuinely cursed. And with how incredible Kevin Durant has been playing, it's the Nets just can't have nice things. Kevin Durant can't have nice things. He's been on one, playing like an MVP candidate, playing like one of the best goddamn players in the freaking league. And just <laughs> you just can't write this shit. Uh, apologies for my obscenities there, but... In saying that, we'll wait and see. You know, the All-Star break's coming up. Maybe KD, who was, you know, the leading vote-getter outside of LeBron James, maybe he just misses that. And, you know, that little week off in between might play in well, but we'll, we'll just have to have to see how it pans out, guys. You know, I'll be keeping an eye on the, the reports, and Nick and I will be coming back for a podcast either tomorrow or the next day, and hopefully we've got some good news. You know, last year, Kevin Durant got injured when Bruce Brown fell into his knee, and it was at a similar time of the year, it was January 15th, it's January 8th in America, January 9th in, in Australia, as I record this. So you know, nearly a year later, the exact, not the exact same thing, but a, a similar thing, obviously the opposite knee, but 
yeah, you just it's just it's just shit shit it's just shit that that's all I can say guys it's just absolutely awful yeah, the the Nets curse it's it's just it's just really frustrating because how well this Nets team was playing being led by the otherworldly mid-range play and two-way play of Kevin Durant it's just uh, otherworldly awful just just so so bad awful awful news but hopefully Kevin Durant missed I think about six weeks with that knee injury that he had last year hopefully it's somewhat lesser than that hopefully it's just a sprain not a tear I'm no knee expert I'm no medical expert so I'll leave that up for for better and more experienced professionals to analyze that but I don't want to be too depressed in this podcast guys because I am back and the Nets did have a win you know, it'll be tempered positivity, it'll be tempted, tempered optimism with how incredibly the Nets have been playing of late, you know, 18-2, and two, I think in their last 20 games, they've been first in offense, first in net rating, first in any field goal percentage, first in true shooting percentage over that span, and they've just been just an, a dominant, dominant squad and pushing themselves as a real contender. And tonight, I think when that Kevin Durant injury did happen, I was just like, look, it's... It, it reminded me not to sort of make comparison points, but a couple of years ago when Carol Savert injured himself in that Denver Nuggets game, I remember before Nick and I were recording and I was just in a, in a different headspace. I wasn't really focused, but obviously the Nets weren't the, the same team then. The Nets are a contending team now. They've got some depth. You know, They've got Kyrie Irving, who's been able, able, ably continue to lead the squad. But in, in saying that, this is a hell of a win by the Nets. To, to focus on the game itself... You know, they started the game pretty well. You know, they it was a bit of back and forth. The third quarter was a an absolute slog. You know, the Nets only scored 13 points, and the, the Heat themselves only scored 18 points. And I think it was something like the Nets were four or 15 from the field, and that was at around the sort of two minute 32, uh, three minute mark of the quarter. And I think the the Heat weren't much better, but they were getting a couple of free throws. But they closed it out. You know, with the 23 to 19 final quarter, it wasn't pretty. I'll go through the sort of final, you know, two minutes or so. So the Nets make. Uh, Seth Curry makes a, an 11 foot pull up, you know, around the sort of mid range. He was quite good. Really, really positive game from Seth Curry. I'll get into, you know, the individual performances in a little bit, but, you know, I, I really liked, you know, Seth being able to, you know, contribute in, in a positive fashion. And that was the second last bucket that the Nets did make. You know, Jimmy Butler made a dunk. You know, he was sort of leading the team in that final quarter, made a couple dunks uh, in a row. One of them was on. You know, Royce O'Neal went for an offensive rebound. Thankfully, the second offensive rebound he went for did go well. And it left Jimmy Butler trailing forward. Kyrie Irving couldn't get the, the tip, couldn't stop Jimmy Butler in transition. And the, the, the Heat were able to get an easy easy dunk for Jimmy Butler. And they they took the lead 101-101. Nets took a timeout. And then Royce O'Neal, who eventually turned into the hero, was initially the villain who had a turnover, losing the ball out of bounds. Kyle Lowry did the same thing, but thank, that was thanks to some nice uh, defense from Utah Watsonabe. But then he himself had another turnover. Then we had Ben Simmons entering the game to sort of force the miss on Jimmy Butler. His defense was pretty good tonight, but... You know, that was probably one of the only... He was very, very much hit and miss. His, his mindset is something to say. But again, I'll get into the individual players in a little bit, guys, before I go through the rest of this. And then Nick Claxton gets the board. Kyrie Irving takes, with despite the fact that it's still like five seconds on the clock, he takes a deep pull-up three. I think it was like a 30-foot or something like that. But thank God for Royce O'Neal, who gets the offensive board and floats it in with three seconds left and... It was just eerily similar to the Portland Trailblazers game where Kevin Durant 
had uh, had a shot, missed it. Royce O'Neill gets in there, gets the sort of put back, and then the rest is history. And I think since that sort of point, the Nets, I think that was around like late November, the Nets have been one of the best teams in the league. But yep, the Heat still have a possession. You know, they've got three seconds to go. Jimmy Butler gets the ball. He gets to a drive. He gets locked up. Maybe there was a foul. Maybe there wasn't a foul. There was a no call. It was good. The the, the whistle actually went the, the next way. Last two minute report. We're not going to be looking at that one. We'll be doing the sort of Jimmy Butler meme where you scrunch up the paper and throw it away. But that was, it was a hell of a win. You know, in, in the grand scheme of things, coming off the, the New Orleans Pelicans, which is another sort of gritty sort of win. Jacques Vaughn, you know, and just the the general imprint and identity of this team to to scrape these wins and to just keep on fighting no matter who's out there. Doesn't matter who's getting the minutes. Doesn't matter who's hitting the shots. The the Nets are still going to get the job done. And and I think that's a a full credit to the to the team overall to be able to respond when losing their best player. And you know, great stuff from Jacques Vaughn as well to be able to just do the right little things here and there, make the right substitutions. Ben going out, Clax coming in, Clax going out, Ben coming in, Seth playing some extended minutes, but I'll get into the individual players guys right after this break we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now we're going to start with Kyle Irving. 40 minutes. 10 of 21 from the field, 6 of 15 from the th- from three, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, had 6 dimes, 2 rebounds, both of them, funnily enough, offensive rebounds, had the steal, only the 1 turnover, was plus 7 on the night, led the team in that department for his 29 points. Now, 29 points on 21 shooting possessions isn't incredible, but... The volume and the, the difficulty of some of the shots that Kyrie Irving continues to take continues to to, to, to bewilder me, and, and it always will, and I'll scratch my head in, in the best way, but in the fourth quarter, Kyrie Irving was getting a heap of attention, and there was, I think, once or twice where he, at 85-90, he threw a nice lob to to Claxton after he was getting doubled, and then at 96-97, Kyrie did the sort of same thing again, drawing attention. You know, Miami Heat were throwing out some junk defenses, some doubling here and there, some zones, some blitzing, all that sort of thing, getting the ball out of his hands. And then after that timeout, um, we saw that Kyrie Irving actually took a tough fade away uh, to get to give the Nets the lead at 98-97. Uh, sorry to keep jumping around, guys, but I got a little bit of a notification. Apparently, Kevin Durant will undergo further evaluation on his knee on Monday. So just to confirm that, Kevin Durant will get a an MRI on Monday to check out uh, what happened with his knee injury. So by the time this comes out, hopefully there's some good news. In saying that, getting back to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving was... I just... 
the, uh, it's to start the game it was just interesting to sort of see Kevin and Kyrie Irving holding each other accountable you know Jacques Vaughn calls a timeout the, the Nets are going okay Kyrie, Tyler Hero had an open three look and you don't want to give that to Tyler Hero he's a very talented offensive player especially from the perimeter and Jacques Vaughn calls a timeout he's like no nah, that's not happening we're not letting that happen with our switches our switches have been really good half court hoops did a really good uh, video on how the Nets have been switching, and it's a, a, a wonderful video. Really, really learned. I learned a lot from it. But in, in saying that, on that play, Kyrie Irving was supposed to switch up to Tyler Hero. He gave him that space to get that three off. You know, basically, the Nets switch when there's contact. It doesn't matter who it is. And if it's in the post, they try and scram switch, get Kyrie Irving out onto one of the weaker guards in the perimeter, Klax, Utah, Katie, or, or, or someone else will take one of the bigs that are rolling or down low. In saying that, that was Kyrie Irving's fault. And then the timeout was called. As the ball was being brought up, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were having a little bit of a chat. Like, you know, this was your fault. This is my fault. And then Jacques Vaughn calls the timeout. And it was a really good timeout call from Jacques Vaughn. It allowed the team to reset. It's one thing that I think he's done so goddamn well. And a little thing that coaches can do to just reset the cap- reset the mindset, reset the team overall, show a sense of accountability. He's like, nah, I'm not taking this. Let's reset. This is what we've done wrong. Get the iPads out or whatever. Have a bit of a chat. And credit to Jacques Vaughn. Credit to Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, being able to hold each other accountable. Good leadership uh, from both of those guys uh, on that end. But yeah, Kyrie Irving, guys, let me just chuck a, a, take a look through my notes in terms of some of the, the, the plays that he had. You know, there was a, in the first quarter, there was an end of the clock three where... It was, I'm like, okay, this is just bad, I'm scrambling sort of defense. And Kyrie still hits it through, he's like at 10-2, and it was just it just rattled in. His form and fluidity on his three ball has been really positive of late. Uh, Kyrie even got a no call on a drive. Jimmy Butler like really hit his arm at 25-23. You know, I think Kyrie even had like an air ball on that play. And you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie even don't have air balls. Like if that happens, the defense is doing something or they're just, you know, the, the ball slipping out of their hands. But... In that first quarter, I think Kyrie Irving had like something like 11 points and 4 or 6 from the three field and was like 3 or 4 from 3. You know, he was really positive in that first quarter. You know, the Nets had 31 points, 11 of those come from Kyrie Irving. His fluidity and ability to just create offense on a whim was just second to none. You know, incredible isolation score. And then in the second quarter, we got an end of quarter 3 from Kyrie Irving. You know, at 66-62, I think that was followed up by a 3 from the Miami Heat. So it sort of evened things up uh, somewhat, but... By the half, Kyrie Irving had 24 points and was 8-12 from the field and 5-8 from three. So in the second half, he went 1-7. Obviously, the defense, not having Kevin Durant out there, the spacing, etc., etc. But yeah, he was uh, he was wonderful in, in that first half. And you know, when he was making the right passes, you know, in, in terms of in terms of just being able to be in the right spots at the right time, you know, he was Kicking out the ball at the right times, he was driving, he just had a lot of gravity and was making the right plays. You know, he, he made some poor decisions at, at, at different points in time, but overall, with Kyrie Irving leading this team uh, and the way that he's playing, I, I hope the Nets can still just, you know, be a, a, have their heads above water. Let's just take a look at their schedule. I don't think they're going to go too well. Thankfully, there's a, a nice little break before uh, the Celtics game on Thursday, Friday, Australian time. Don't know how the Nets are going to go without Kevin Rand in that one. But then they've got the Thunder, the Spurs, the Suns, the Jazz, and the Warriors. So not the easiest run of games there, but we'll, we'll see how we go. And, and hopefully Kevin Rand, we get more news on that. And he's not out for, for much longer than what I was just alluding to there. But yeah, great game from Kyrie Irving. 
for, for what he produced. Uh, I'll get to Nick Claxton, guys. Six of eight from the field, one or two from the free throw line. Had 11 boards, including uh, two offensive boards. Three blocks, two turnovers, 13 points. Another double-double from Nick Claxton. And, man, I just love the way this, this dude has... His mentality on defense and offense, he just wants the ball in his hands. He wants to be involved in the game. And the the play that really sticks out for me from, from Nick Claxton was his defense. You know, it was, this was at about at 76 to 72. You know, Clax has a block on a Jimmy Butler floater. You know, Corey, he's got Corey Irving in the post. He's got that mismatch, but Clax shades and gets over at the right time, and he sort of like just gets his fingertips on it. Then follows it up with a block on Bam out of bio. It was, and then in the play following that, you know, on defense, you know, Bam I think rolls to the basket, and Clax's verticality is perfect for forcing the miss. He's been a wonderful defensive player, and there's that's the reason why he's in the you know the defensive player of the year ladder, and he's climbing up the odds and. You know, he said he said it himself before. We've said it here on the buzz. Clack City is starting to get the respect that he deserves. He's getting a lot of votes in the All Star game as well, which is really cool to see. Him getting the the credit and kudos that he does deserve. And you know, the the free throw form looked nice. That air ball wasn't amazing, but Tyler Hero did probably make a lane violation. Might have been in his peripheral vision. Might have affected him a little bit. But defensively. Nick Claxton is 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 just a beast, an absolute otherworldly monster, and it seems like to me that guys just want to get him on the switch, you know, whether there's a guard or whatever, and they still don't know how good he is on the switch and how good he has become just as a an overall defensive presence. Literally one of the best defensive players in the league, guys. You know, if he's not an all defensive team, let's write. You know, unless he gets an all star game or or a most improved player, but Nick Claxton deserves some form of validation beyond me on a podcast giving him you know, some kudos because he was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful tonight. Royce O'Neill tonight was hit and miss, guys. Thirty five minutes, three of ten from the field, one of six from three, one of one from the free throw line. Did have six boards and six assists, including that one crucial offensive board. Had a steal, had a couple blocks. You know, and two turnovers, but was plus five on the night for his eight points. You know, 35 minutes is an extended period for Royce O'Neal. When you've got Joe Harris healthy, TJ Warren healthy, and Yuta Watsonabe healthy, you know, those guys combine, you know, 30 minutes for Joe, 18 for TJ, uh, and 19 for, for Yuta Watsonabe. Maybe you could up those minutes a little bit here and there, but I think Royce is just sort of like the, the glue guy, for lack of a better term. And he wasn't amazing def- off- offensively, he wasn't amazing defensively, it was average, but... You know, he made some mistakes, but he made the 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 best right play that got the Nets to win, and ultimately making the right play at the right time. You know, you, that's the one that's going to stick in your head. So you know, a, a fine enough game for for Royce O'Neal and Kevin Durant. You know, in the thirty minutes that he did play, was five eleven from the field, six or seven from the free throw line. Good to see him getting those calls. Only one of three from three, four boards, two assists, a steal, a block, had four turnovers, uh, and the Nets themselves had sixteen overall. Was minus two for his seventeen points. Look. Kevin Durant was still doing Kevin Durant things, shooting over guys, hitting top of the break threes, doing what he does best, you know, doing some some good things on defense too. But ultimately, we'll wait for that MRI result as I alluded to a little bit earlier, and hopefully it is nothing too serious. Fingers, toes, and every single body part cross, guys. But uh, on to Ben Simmons. 29 minutes for him, 2 of 4 from the field. Did have 6, 7 boards, including an offensive one. Uh, 7 assists, a block, 2 turnovers, was plus 8. On the night, led the team in that department over Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris, who were plus seven and plus six, respectively. Only had the four points. And for me, 
Ben Simmons, what's stopping him from being an impactful player is consistency. Consistency in mentality, consistency in aggressiveness. Because the first half, he was a non-factor. And then he gets a, a little... Like, I, I tweeted something out, and then following that, the immediate play, he posts up and, and gets a sort of bucket over the top of... Might have been Kyle Lowry or whoever, but... You know, in against the Pelicans, I think Nick tweeted it out. He had a great straight line drive and used his physicality. My guy, Ben, Benny boy, Ben Ten, my Aussie brethren, you are six foot ten and are probably as thick as you. You're broad as hell, my guy. Use your strength. Don't be afraid to go to the line. If you go to the line, look, he's had like one free throw making thirteen games or whatever it is. I don't know what the exact stat is, but. He just needs to be aggressive. And I think his defense was was relatively positive tonight. I think he has been better. This wasn't his best game by any stretch of the imagination. But he was good enough on defense. Uh, offensively is, is something where he needs to drive more. Drive and kick out. Roll hard. Screen hard. But just be have a have an aggressive and physical mentality because like you're not like Seth Curry or Patty Mills. You're a six foot ten dude who was broad and strong and all these different things. And just take away p- passivity or passiveness, whatever the correct terminology is, and replace it with at least a, a sense of purposeness, a sense of aggressiveness. Get to the line. Well, have a desire. Have a you know all, all those little intangible things because that's when he can be a really positive player on the basketball court. And he was for maybe five to twelve minutes minutes of the 29 minutes that he did play tonight but I would say half his minutes were especially in the first half you know null and void I uh, get into the bench guys Joe Harris hit both of his shots tonight 13 minutes two boards I uh, had the four points and you know both one was a straight line drive which was quite nice from him and he hit a nice sort of like baseline long two you know uh, it was fine fine for, fine game from Joe did have a lot of fouls though I think that he, some of the ticky tacky stuff from Joe uh, was out there but you know decent enough game from Joe Harris TJ Warren, despite being, uh, I'm surprised to see he was minus 16 in his 18 minutes, uh, but was 4-9 from the field, 2-4 from 3, and had like a massive heat check at the end of the first quarter uh, for, for one of his threes. Did have two steals as well, had an assist, three boards. TJ Warren continuing to find his form and continuing to contribute at least on an offensive level and, and defensively too, but that minus 16, you know, he might have just been out there for certain stretches where the Nets weren't uh, performing capably because... You know, that's a pretty glaring number, but I still think that TJ Warren had a pretty good game. Yutsu Watanabe, 19 minutes for him tonight, 101 from the field. That was a three ball. Did have two steals as well, had a board, plus four on the night for his three points. I had the two turnovers as well, which you don't want him and TJ Warren having four, turn, four turnovers between them in only you know 18 and 19 minutes of play. But you know, Utah, even when he does have the ball in his hand, you know, there was a play where I think he forced a jump ball on Orlando Robinson. Probably could have got the steal if the ref had waited a little a bit later to call that whistle. He does the little things. And, and Utah Watanabe, great to speak about him on the podcast again. A, a nice game from, from Utah, the shooter. He th- did hit the three ball. You know, get that volume up a little bit. I do like the fact that, you know, coming off the bench, you've got three Three quality guys at a six, seven, and above in Joe Harris, TJ Warren, Yutsu Watanabe. You know, th- th- those are three great guys. But I think the best guy at the bench tonight, guys, was Seth Curry. And I think his importance is going to only increase in the absence of Kevin Durant because his self creation, you know, him, TJ Warren, Kyrie Irving, those are the guys that can create for themselves with the ball in their hands. So Seth, we might see some increased minutes for him, like we did tonight, was six of nine from the field, only one of three from three. So 
you know, five of the uh, those shots were twos, and you know, some of them were middies, some of them were, were were layups. You know, when the 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 spacing is there for him, he can find different spots on the floor. Did have four rebounds as well. Did have a block uh, and the turn and just one turnover for his fourteen points, minus four on the night. But I wouldn't uh, discount. I think he was a very positive player. Probably the next most the Nets' most positive player coming off the bench. And it's going to be interesting to see because he got an and one on a, on a tough two at the start of the the, set, the the fourth quarter. I thought he was really positive in, in that period. You know, Now when you have Kyrie Irving and Seth Curry, how are you going to be able to hide them on defense? You know, How, how is your, your, your switching and defensive schemes? How are they going to stagger those minutes? How are they going to align those guys? Because they're going to be both very important to the offense. But defensively, they can have their shortcomings. Um, I'll get to, I guess, a few other sort of team stats, guys, before I wrap this one up. You know, the the team stats. What have I got here? Then, you know, the net shot over fifty one percent from the field. Uh, they shot thirty six point four percent from three. But in the first half, they were shooting. 56.3% from three. So that really, really went down. They were 9 of 16 in the first half. And they finished, let me take a quick look, 12 of 33. So they were 3 of 17 in the in the second half from three-point land. Uh, with 12 of 15 from the free throw line, you know, 17 free throws um, for the uh, Miami Heat. So uh, they evened up the rebounding battle, you know, 40 to 41. But offensively, they were out-rebounded, you know, 16 to 6, but did have 34 to 25 when it came to defensive boards. Had 19 turnovers and 18 points off of those turnovers for the Heat, whereas they forced 12 turnovers from the Heat and had 11 points off of that. So... You know, not too bad, but you know, 19 is a number you want to lessen. That it's been taking care of the ball pretty well uh, of late. They had 16 fast break points uh, c- compared to only nine from the Miami Heat, so that's a nice little number. It was a bit of a back and forth game. Great gritty win here from the Nets. We have fingers, toes, every little body part crossed that the Nets can have their heads above water. Kevin Durant can be healthy or healthy enough after the MRI tomorrow everything the Nets deserve some luck our fans deserve some luck our players deserve some luck this organization deserves some luck we've been playing great of late you know basketball gods we are praying to you please 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 thanks for listening guys five stars on all streaming platforms and share it wherever you can thanks guys peace out Nets world whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.